The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Create a career and a life you love. Welcome to Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. And we are ready to bring your soul not only to work, but bring your soul everywhere you go. That's the great thing about your soul. It travels free of charge. It travels without any weight. It doesn't even need to fit in your pocket or your purse. It is hanging with you all the time. The challenge happens to be, as human beings, that our soul may not be as bright and energized and vibrating at the speed we feel good at. So we may not even always be aware that this inherent timeless part of us is the best part of us. Today, I'm going to shock you (laughs) with a statement about you can't rely on your mind. What you really have to do is lean into your soul. And I'm going to connect some dots with you on exactly how your soul and your intuition and all the best parts of you come together so that you can live the most productive, happy, free feeling life. Most human beings uh, have gone to school to some degree have gone to school And we all learned at a young age how to be obedient or not, but most of us have. We learned how to do homework and studies. We learned how to computate. We learned how to create language. Some people who I so admire have more than one language that is wired in their brain. And uh, some folks are really good at math. Some are better at history. There's some neurological computing that is inherent in some basic intelligence that we as human beings craft, usually in our early formative years going through school. Now, with that being said, a lot of the other stuff that gets wired into the brain on how we do certain things is from actually experiential, hands-on doing and uh, crafting neuropathways around experience, experience, experience. And then the intellectual knowledge is either enhanced or diminished because of our experience, or if we haven't used it in a while, it actually gets filed away in those nervous system pathways that were formed in high school algebra sort of disappear off into the sidelines because they're not used frequently. So our brain is pretty efficient at being of having available to us the things that we use more often. And if you're moving into a certain age category, you might be uh, missing a, a name or a location or something that isn't as readily available on the file cabinets of the brain because it may not have been used or there's a little bit of a clog in the system. Our brain is pretty nimble. And as a matter of fact, there's a word called neuroplasticity. 
which describes the ability of the actual brain and the neuropathways themselves to actually be molded and rerouted and, and reformed over time. When I was a young nurse going through college, the anatomy and physiology lessons that I learned in the textbooks told us that when we had neuropathways that were damaged due to a stroke or an injury, that that wasn't repairable. We've since learned differently. As a matter of fact, we've even learned how to repair the spinal column, which was once thought to believe absolutely never can come back together. Now, we're still in the infancy of how that begins to come back, but we've learned that we can bring it back and that uh, the nervous system is repairable and thus the word neuroplasticity to describe how we can learn different things and have neuropathways be rerouted. So that's the brain in the physical sense, but then there's this other thing called the subconscious, sometimes it's called the mind, not so much the brain. Brain is usually the, the physical anatomy that we have. But here's the thing, we have this energetic, soulful piece of us that's actually in my way of looking at it, a few different dimensions going on. And it interacts with our mind, our brain. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep calling it the brain to talk about the intellect and the physical anatomy. So the brain is interacting with a lot of different things at once. Some of them we're not even aware of, that happen automatically. And sometimes our brain is actually rerouting our feelings into little categories so that we can handle it. I've brought one of my wonderful coaches who works with me, uh, Coach Amy Anfinson to the call today to sort out some of these conundrums and why the mind uh, may, may be holding us hostage and is not the thing to really lean into. Um, Coach Amy, welcome to the Bring Your Soul to Work show here on Unity Radio. Glad to have you. Thank you, Mom. Glad to be here. Yeah. Uh, Amy and I have known each other. Uh, Amy, I want to say it's going to be five years pretty soon coming up. I think that's right. I think yeah. so. Time flies when you're having fun. It does. Uh, <laughs> Amy and I met through the coaching program that she went to about five years before I did or so, and she was a, a proctor uh, as I was taking it, and she and I have worked together now for uh, a bit, bit of time, and we're super excited to work together because we have a lot of commonalities about how we view the world and see the world and how we lift our clients in our kick-ass workshop that we have uh, helping women up-level their careers by bringing their soul to work. Amy, I know that uh, in working together and coaching women, sometimes we coach the same client in different episodes of coaching along the 12 weeks that we are helping our ladies advance their careers. Um, a lot of women come in with a lot of education, don't they? Yes, they do. Very intelligent, smart, um, powerful women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and they've been leaning into that most of their lives and when we see them most of their careers. And it sort of has its limitations, doesn't it? It does. It does. They have a hard time being able to really pay attention to their... Um, inner guidance, if you will, mm -hmm. because they're so trained in their beliefs and what they were taught. And so it's almost become like just an automatic, uh, they're not even listening. They're just doing what they were told and how they were told to do it versus listening to the, the intuition, if you will, for the soul. Right. It's almost like the, um, the intellect 
uh, can be a little bit overutilized. And, um, and it's almost like its own autopilot mechanism is on. And when it's relied on, uh, I'm just going to keep saying too much because I am going to judge this. Okay. So, so, um, because, because as we see women come into their power and have the lives that they want, uh, there's a, a, a better balance between the intellect and the soul and subconscious that works much better than when we're overpowered uh, from the intellectual perspective. What are some of the things that you have witnessed with, um, in particular, our clients, but just in general, uh, when we are relying too heavily on our intellect, what are some of the things that begin to happen uh, that becomes problems for us? Well, I think there is, um, I'm going to call it over-efforting, where mm. there's a lot of pushing and forcing through, trying t- to do things the way they've always done it. And when it doesn't work, they just try harder versus pausing and stepping back and saying, oh, is there, is there another approach? Is there a different way that I'm not looking at? And they just kind of force and push um, their way through, trying to, to prove to themselves that they can get it done. Mm-hmm. And, it, it's, uh, and it can show up in work. It can show up in relationships. It can show up uh, in physical symptoms in their body. Um, when they're not paying attention to their intuition and, and guidance inside. Right. And it's, it's sort of like as, as human beings, we rely on our habits and our quote unquote comfort zone to direct most of our activity throughout the day and throughout our lives, unless we're on a path of greater awareness and Oftentimes, unless we have someone who can help us see our blind spots, because human beings left to their own devices have a bunch of defense mechanisms that cause blind spots. So, so often in the women that we work with, uh, they've been told to figure things out. They've been rewarded for getting A's on tests. They've been uh, asked to finish a report at the last minute, and and they want to be the shining star and get those accolades for being good at doing stuff like that. And so they've been rewarded all their lives for doing that. And it would be really difficult for a human being to see that that's not the way to go. Yes, um, it it, it does become a a pattern of um, getting rewards for certain behaviors. And, and continuing to do that. And, you know, and I, I also just want to say that that could have served them well during that time mm. period, but, you know, we yes. are always changing. And so we're changing and we're definitely in a big change right now. And so we can't keep doing the things we used to do in the same way because we, things are different now and we have to pay attention and learn how to shift and move with the times uh, and if we don't, we, it becomes very uncomfortable and even painful uh, without that awareness. Right. And, you know, we don't usually think about the human being as part of the evolution of the planet. For example, a um, hundred years ago, uh, automobiles were just sort of starting to become a thing that people could afford and they started producing them a little bit more. So, through the 1920s and 1930s, people who had cars were wealthy or special people that could afford to have that. And 
Uh, the gas stations weren't around that often, so you had to be careful driving places because you had to make sure there was a gas station if you had one of those cars. Versus the horse and buggy, it was kind of a little bit easier because they ate hay and pooped on along the side of the trail, and you just kind of went along. And even though it took longer, it it was it was normal. And I don't know if you've ever read any of the the history of this, but it's I find it to be so fascinating. So at some point, New York City was so populated during the horse and buggy days that the city was overrun with horse manure. And it was a really big problem. And sometimes there were piles of horse manure off to the side so big that the city couldn't really take it away. It was really, really terrible. Uh, so the city was dirty and filthy and smelled, and it was really, it was an awful scene from what I have read. Obviously, I didn't live in that time, at least not that I'm aware of. Um, and um, there was a big push to bring automobiles in because they weren't going to drop manure all over the place. So, so uh, all of a sudden, automobiles started to become something that was invited into New York City and less horses and keep your horses out. We're only going to allow automobiles. And that was roughly 100 years ago. I don't have the exact historical dates for this to have to have occurred, but it was in the 20s and 30s, uh, maybe even slightly before that, maybe in the late teens. And so that 100 years ago was like this massive, massive evolution. And now, of course, there's gas stations almost everywhere. Um, People have been driving cars for a long time. Cars have software in them. I actually drive a Tesla, so I have a electronic car. I'm not even interested in a gas station anymore. And when the electronic electric cars started coming out more often, uh, charging stations became more prevalent. And now that's going to be something that's going to be the new normal. So we've seen things that have happened with technology, transportation, all sorts of things evolve over time but we don't consider the human being to be evolving because it doesn't happen as rapidly, let's say. But we as a human being, of course, we're evolving. It just isn't quite as obvious. So you mentioned, you know, the brain gets us so far. Um, the brain is really, really important in school. It's really important in, in engineering and figuring out some things that take mathematical computations and writing things and making sure the periods and the comments and all the things we have to like think on intellectually. But so much of the knowledge industry that we're now in requires us to have multi-dimensional thoughts, thought process, and, and basically building experience on top of knowledge creates this thing we call intuition. And we want to talk about that a lot today because that is part of the best processor that we have as a human being is this combination of the subconscious processing that we're not even aware of, us tapping into the quantum field or our creator or source or God, however we want to talk about that, and tapping into our physical body's messaging system and our brain. So all of this in combination gives us a lot of power and if any one of those pieces is shut down or not accessed, or if we don't know how to use it, it we're like limited. So I was pretty good in school. I got good grades, um, did pretty good in college. And when I was a nurse, my first job out of college, a lot of the knowledge I gained as a nurse was somewhat important. But truthfully, if I saw a patient who was getting sick, it wasn't knowledge that was causing me to see something. It was my 
other skills, my intangible skills, my awareness, my emotional acuity, my uh, multi-sensory self, perhaps my energy body was feeling something and sensing, oh, something's not right here. And then as soon as I look over the patient, maybe they're sweating or breathing heavy. And then I look up and then I see the quantitative data and then I go, oh yes, of course. But, but being aware in the world brings so much more than just what the intellect can do. So when we see women who have great education, great credentials, and the beginning of their career, the knowledge is important, but then at a certain point, it's all those, all those other pieces that have to come together. Um, can you kind of help me describe how these, what these pieces really are, Amy? And then we'll, we'll kind of go into the quantum field and subconscious just a little bit deeper, but can you help sort out those pieces again? Um, the componentry of what makes us brilliant and wonderful. Yeah, I, you know, you said the word awareness, and I think that is such an important piece. Um, it's like the beginning piece of knowing when you are uh, what I call in alignment with self and, and out of alignment with self. And, and without the awareness, you can't make any changes. So you, the awareness has to come first. And I think there's, um, you know, we have our, our five senses, but then it's learning how to really pay attention to the emotional state. You know, we don't talk a lot about emotions yet. It's the one thing we all have in common. Right. And when, when we can learn how to be able to identify what we are feeling, it brings us back into our body. So we have um, guidance. I'm, I'm going to use the example of a GPS. Uh, mm -hmm. we, we all have a GPS internally, but a lot of times we're tuned into other people's GPSs, so we don't even know what's going on within <laughs> right. ourselves. Right. And so this awareness and this uh, awareness of um, our emotional state that we operate from is of most importance because you want to have that type of alignment with self first before you go out into the world and whatever your career is, whatever it is that you're doing, you want to be in your full power uh, and being your best version of you when you are helping other people. And so the awareness piece and the emotional piece is a really important step in combining the, the brain and the intuition and working as a, a total whole self. Right, right. And so the, the major pieces that come together, the brain, which is the, the nervous system and the anatomy, the 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 senses i.e the physical body the energy body which is an extension of energetic influence outside of our physical body and then we have our our, our divine our, our divinity moving through us all kind of coming together for this greater assimilation that create an alignment and if we're thinking something different than we're feeling or feeling something different than we're thinking or thinking and feeling something different than we're actually receiving from divine spirit, we're all discombobulated and that GPS is not functioning properly. Most people, if they're not aware and, and assembling those pieces intentionally, will typically trip up with overanalyzing and over-rationalizing and overthinking um, most of the time to their detriment. Because the, the intellectual pieces of who we are really are the least talented, even if we're brilliant beyond measure, they're the least talented. And I'll go back to Elon Musk, who created Tesla. Um, 
the the concept in the the car company was a brilliant idea of his, but it was beyond the intellectual. Um, he started several other companies um, prior to that and was purchased for multi-millions of dollars in his previous companies before he started Tesla, which is how he was able to start that company because he had all that money in the bank. But when he got to a certain point in his companies, he was actually not the best person to run the company because his skill set's different. And yet his intuition, his intellect, and his inspiration always was bringing him forward so that he was like ahead of most of humanity, like most great inventors are. And, and he was able to bring all of that to the table to create something new. He created a whole new payment system for the globe called PayPal. I don't think it was called PayPal when he invented it, but that's what that PayPal was his invention amongst a couple of other gentlemen, I believe. Uh, but he was the, the lead on creating that. And this, electric car that finally is the first electric car that really took off. All of these things are because he's able to bring all of these aspects of him to the table, which makes him brilliant and be seen as a genius. And we know we can see the women that we work with bringing all of their aspects together and they become brilliant and genius and they start seeing their light in a whole different way. Um, one of the things that I think is important for most people who are really super smart is to start tuning down into the body. Let's talk about that, Amy, because this is one of the first things we help coach our ladies on in our kick-ass workshop because it's, it's really the inherent uh, thermometer of all of these other GPS systems that come together, isn't it? It is. It is. And I think, you know, it, it begins... Um, calming the nervous system down because as the world is changing so fast, we, if we try to keep up with everything, it's, it's an on overload. And so I would say a majority mm. of people are operating on overload, overwhelmed with trying to keep up with all the different mm. aspects of life and all the different information coming in. So I would say that, you know, the first thing is really helping people learn how to calm their nervous system down so they're, mm -hmm. they're not um, running too far ahead, but they're, they're in a, in a, I call it a flow state where they are um, allowing information to come at the right time and utilizing it efficiently versus mm -hmm. out there on their own trying to push and make things happen. So the tuning down into the body is calming the nervous system first and getting them uh, in a more relaxed state of being because I I think a lot of people don't even know how to relax, which is why they have trouble sleeping and their, right. their mind is just going nonstop. So mm -hmm. that is uh, one of the first things that, you know, we address in this program, um, helping them understand how it all works and how to help themselves. Right. It's, it's the inherent key that unlocks all of those other more brilliant pieces of who we are. Um, when we're able to calm the nervous system down, which means we're calming the brain down to reduce its its reaction to what it's perceiving to be as stress. And I think information overload is is the new attacker as the as the body responds to attack. Um, information overload is seen as a is a foe, which causes the nervous system to have its good old primitive uh, stress response. 
we're going to talk more about how we can tap into the other aspects of our mind, which are really the parts that are not our brain, uh, not to confuse the subject, but there are many aspects of the non-physical that craft together what we would say to be might be the, the entire human mind, which is the subconscious mind, the soul, and the, the energy that flows through us, that flows actually through our, our nervous system, um, creates for us another level of tapping in and, and tuning into the better parts of the field, source, and, uh, and the quantum field. We're going to join the, the conversation up again with you, Amy, after the break. I just do want to mention a few things. So Amy and I are talking a lot about how the body works and how we relate to the world. It's really important to understand how these aspects of ourselves work because typically in life we get st stumbling spots, obstacles, uh, we hit uh, places that aren't don't feel good, we might lose a job or get some type of job that isn't really feeling right or fitting in and we wonder how we got here. So all of those problems uh, can be fixed by first putting the best parts of you together. And that's exactly what we do in the kick-ass workshop. I have some free online training. I call it my master class and it's five steps to bring your soul to work, to land your dream job. And in there, I talk about some of the pitfalls that are pretty common, why they occur and how to overcome them. And you can access that free training every single day at mofall, M-O-F-A-U-L.com slash masterclass. And if you like a lot about what you're hearing with Amy and I, uh, as we coach our clients and we talk about, generally speaking, what we do in our workshop, you might be interested in just getting a jump start on a conversation uh, that we can help you sort out what's going on with your career, what's happening that's working and not working. And if we can help sort that out and take you to the next level, we'd be happy to talk through what that might look like. You can access uh, our special booking page for that complimentary career clarity call at www.mofall.com slash give me clarity. So those two uh, web addresses, URLs, uh, you can use uh, handily. We have had a few women in our workshop over the last couple of months who found us here at Unity Radio, and we're delighted for their progress and success. Amy will come right back after the uh, break and talk more about the better parts of ourselves. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Love your work and your life. This is Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. And I am joined today with one of the coaches on my brilliant team, Coach Amy Anfinson. And please, we do invite, if you're curious to join the conversation or to ask a question, please do feel free to call in at 816-251-3555, and we'd be happy to talk with you, uh, perhaps do a little quick coaching, whatever it is that you would like to join the conversation on. 
uh, when we were between the break there, Amy and I were just talking about how everything evolves and everything changes. And that's actually, there's, I think, either Mark Twain said it or Albert Einstein said that the only constant in life is change, um, which is so true. And it's very difficult to see the human species evolving, especially in the short time period that we are alive. Um, even if we know our, our, our ancestors and maybe have even some generations after us, it's really hard for human beings to see the evolution of, a, of the human species, but it's easier for us to see the evolution of, like I talked earlier about transportation. Um, there's another funny story about how the transportation industry evolved. Um, years ago, I was working with an orthopedic surgeon who had developed an electronic medical record. And this was in the 1990s when electronic medical records were sort of a novelty and only for the physicians who were very interested in computers and very progressive. So he was having a bit of a challenge selling his electronic medical record, even though it was really cool and it saved a lot of time for doctors to uh, document their patient visits. And I fell in love with this electronic medical record and I helped him shoot some commercials and et cetera. It was a lot of fun. And he told a story about how when the um, airlines were becoming more affordable, air, air, airplane traffic travel was becoming more affordable, uh, people started traveling on airplanes more than trains. And the airline uh, industry became an industry and they started basically petitioning to have more air, air, airplane routes opened up and to allow people to fly on planes. And they started licensing commercial aircraft with more seats and things like that. And of course, the railroad industry would have no part of this. They knew it was a threat to how they were uh, transporting people around the country. And as a matter of fact, the United States and Canada are both legendary for having created cross-country uh, railroad routes and moving, allowing people to be able to move places across big uh, swaths of land. And the railroads said, we'll build more uh, railroad, we'll put more railroads out, we'll get faster engines, we'll have f uh, fancier uh, cars for people to sit in during longer trips, we'll do, we'll do more to make ours better and those airplanes are disastrous and they're so dangerous and you can't put thousands of people in the air and what will happen if they crash and all of this sky is falling, pun intended, uh, hysteria and drama around this unknown thing called airplane travel. And then of course, when it got early adopted, only fancy people were able to be on airplanes because of the cost, etc. And over time, airplanes became more popular, more affordable, more available, more routes, better planes, better technology. The first few, maybe even decades of airplane travel, it was very common for people to throw up on an airplane. Very, very common. So the, the throw up bags that are still in the uh, pocket in front of you, um, most people don't use them. Now, if someone's legitimately sick for a reason, they might use it, but 
People literally used them all the time when airplane travel travel was new and just getting started. And Amy, as we understand the physical human body and understand how we can't stomach things that are that aggressively new and that dramatic, that it, it makes a whole lot of sense. Um, but now that we've gotten so used to it, it's like no big deal. People get on planes all the time, although not right now with everything going on in the planet. But <laughs> generally speaking, mm -hmm. plane traffic is pretty much a non-thought for most people. And it's very rare now for people to travel on trains to go to trips, to, to visit friends, family, to go to conferences, et cetera. So we, we know that and we look back in history and we see this other huge transformation that people were able to get across the country in hours versus days. I mean, it was a massive change, massive. And human beings took a while to kind of get accustomed to that and get used to it. And we know that we're under another massive, massive transformational change right now on the planet with what's going on with our pandemic. This will be the, the age of the pandemic and, and what is going to transpire on the other side of this since we are faith-based people and believe that the universe is constantly unfolding in a greater harmony and greater abundance for human beings. We are, we are looking forward <laughs> to this un unfolding. Um, let's talk about, uh, Amy, the, the access points of the best parts of, of human beings and how we can be in this flow. We mentioned earlier about tapping into the body to calm the nervous system down and then to allow ourselves to access our senses and to be, to be uh, present to what we're feeling. Can you take us from there? So if I'm present that I'm feeling something, what, what then? Well, I think it is learning how to pay attention to when you are in a calmer state. Uh, I, I think, you know, when you were talking about the story of, you know, the railroad was um, feeling threatened when the airplane industry came about, you know, there's that fight mode. And, and I think, when we can pay attention to when we're, we're wanting to fight something that, and recognizing when we're in a, a lack mentality and feeling like we're not, we, we don't have access to things or, or feeling trapped. It's learning how to pay attention to like, what are we saying to ourselves in that moment mm -hmm. that is creating that emotional state for us? Because that is where the work really is, is paying attention to what are you saying to yourself? What perspective are you looking at? And when you can step back and look at the bigger picture, you and you and you see it for what it really is, and that the understanding. I think you have to have a, a baseline of understanding that the world is continuously evolving to mm -hmm. better things. Uh, yes. You know, if you don't have that belief, then you, you're probably not going to have solid ground to stand on. Right. But if you but if you if you have a belief and you know you can I mean history proves it too. So yes. it's it's scientific that the world is continuing to get better and it's our perspective of the situation that allows us to either move with it and um, find peace and calm in our nervous system and, and truly to have faith that everything is gonna work out. Uh, it's learning how to manage that versus the stories we tell, because we, 
we are storytellers, uh, as we should be. That's what we came mm-hmm. here uh, to create our own personal story and our story of how we want to see the world. And it's a beautiful thing. But it's mm-hmm. just paying attention to what story are we telling ourselves. Um, is it heightening our fight and flight mode or is it helping us to see and relax in the bigger picture and know that everything is going to evolve and we're going to be okay and we uh, we have to relax into that state of being um, to go with the evolution of ourselves and the world. Right. And, you know, the, the biggest um, challenge in what you just described is that if we do have a lens that we're looking at the world through that is negative, doomsday, uh, stress response related, um, or our personal unworthiness or fears or trauma patterns, if that's the lens that we're looking at the world view through, we cannot help ourselves but to see doom and gloom. And then we keep focusing on the stuff that feels like a match for what we know to be true. And we know it to be true because we've committed to that filter. And now we keep focusing on that and we keep exaggerating in building that reality. And we're seeing a lot of that play out right now on the planet with this pandemic. And we're basically watching a big sociological experiment happen as people respond, react, Uh, There's, of course, a lot of people who are helping, people who are hurting and sick. And if we focus on that beautiful aspect of humanity and how we are uh, bringing ourselves up in our help and healing, um, we will see that. If we bring ourselves to the death toll and the doom and gloom and and the horror and stock markets, and if we focus on that, that's going to bring us down. And then we'll continue to, to, to manifest more of that type of reality. So turning our cheek and focusing on the wanted, not to ignore some other human conditions that are going on, but to say, I want to bring my attention and focus on the fact that the planet's always better. Human beings always survive these things. We are better for going through it. We will come up with solutions and connection and tools and things that we never had before. And if we just reflect on our life, I mean, Amy, just the fact that we're so connected online with the work we do with our ladies all around the world is really quite a miracle. Um, It wasn't really possible to do that 20 years ago. And so many of our ladies who are in our workshop joke sometimes, where was this 20 years ago? Well, we didn't even have the infrastructure to be able to deliver it. And um, now we do, and it's so easy to connect with people around the world and to offer life-changing coaching and advice and expertise so that people can have access to all of that brilliance that we have. And um, that makes life a lot of fun. But being able to traverse difficulties means that we've got to be in an awareness mode and we've got to tap in to the best parts of ourselves. Let's talk about uh, source, uh, our inner divinity, our highest self and how we relate to the quantum field. Let's elaborate on that. Go ahead and give us your thoughts on, on how all of that comes together to, to keep us in alignment. Yeah, I think it's a a very important piece of understanding um, who we are and who, and who we were created of. And we all have an inner being 
that is connected with the infinite intelligence, God, source, the universe, whatever you want to call that. And it has such amazing focus. It's precise. And it is never looking in the past and looking back and with zero regrets. So it's always present when, you know, you've heard the, all your power is in the now moment. It's, it's present right here. And it's always guiding. We talked about intuition before guiding us forward to the next thing, the next thing. uh, So that we're we can operate at our, our highest potential, but our inner being is a part of us, and that's that intuition piece. And when we are not paying attention to that that voice, then we're over here observing the world and um, buying into the scarcity and the lack. And and I'm not saying ignore those things, but I'm saying being just mindful of what we are giving our attention to, because we live in an inclusive based universe. Whatever we give attention to, we draw more to us. And so it's, a, it's an attraction-based universe. So we have to be mindful of what we are giving our attention to. So when we are over here looking and observing things and feeling those emotions that are of feeling powerless or maybe guilty that we can't help more or even angry, um, all of those feelings are just indicators to let us know that, our inner being not thinking those thoughts. Our inner being is moving us forward to where the solutions and seeing the acts of kindness and, and moving us to a better world and a better, our own better self. And when we tend to that, that's how we close the gap. So the emotions is the gap between your inner being and your observation of the world and learning how to look at it from uh, that higher perspective of of knowing that all is truly well and everything is evolving. Yes. You know the 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 best evidence we have for that is just each and everyone's own individual life because our source, our god, the universal intelligence, whatever we choose to call it has brought us through everything we've been through. Like there's not one thing that we've not gotten through. And maybe right now we're getting through something. We're in the process, but we have a hundred percent evidence in our physical lives that we've always gotten through things. A hundred percent evidence. Sickness, death, disappointment, breakups. I mean, you name it, cancer, we've gotten through it. We have survived. And, you know, I, one thing that was really helpful for me, because uh, I, I have um, had a lot of experience in the Christian world and biblical scripture and had started a Sunday school class called Lives of Purpose. And then mm-hmm. I started studying law of attraction and vibration and learning how to uh, integrate those two to make sense of all of that. And the one thing that was really helpful for me was uh, finding the self-worth, you know, and that there are scripture in there that says God doesn't give us a spirit of fear and timidity, but power, love, and a sound mind or self-discipline, which is the, the disciplining of our, our thoughts and our mind and, and where we're focusing. But the other thing that was really helpful was understanding that we have a universal manager that is orchestrating everything for the good. Mm-hmm. And we have an enormous 
non-physical and physical team as well. And (laughs) meaning we are never alone. And the moment that we feel isolated, and it's very normal at this time to feel isolated when you're in your homes and stuff, it's Mm -hmm. so important to remember you're not doing this alone. And and thank goodness for all of the technology and the the platforms that give us uh, opportunities to connect with people all over the world. And thank Mm -hmm. goodness that this happened now, not back then, because we have ways to connect and meet our needs. Um, But there is this universal manager orchestrating all of that. And it's about perspective. And I think, um, you know, we talk a lot about gratitude and learning how to really stay in a state of gratitude and being thankful. There's always something that you can be thankful for. And when you learn how to tune into that state, you learn how to see the world from this higher perspective that is uh, closer to what we call source and God. And because God is not saying, oh, I've screwed up. (laughs) It's, It's very pleased with the creation and the continuous evolution of the human beings and the technology and the world at large. And we have to, when we don't push against things, We learn how to find acceptance and peace, and I think peace is an important uh, uh, focal point because when you have that peace, there there is a knowingness that all is well, and 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 our source, God, knows that all is well, and when we can align with that perspective, we are in a state of being of service to other people and reminding them as well. Right, and the thing that, uh, uh, hangs us up as humans is that we can't figure it out. And here we are back at, at the beginning of this conversation about how the mind is not really our best attribute because our, our brain, the figuring out parts of who we are, cannot assemble everything in every dimension to figure out why this is happening. What's the point? What's the purpose? What will happen? Why us? Why now? If we go into trying to intellectualize, and understand something that is not understandable on our human plane, we're always going to be wrong and we're always going to be frustrated and we're always going to be full of suffering. And it is that turning toward the faith, the unseen, When we turn toward the unseen with a sense of happiness that it's evolving toward our greater good, which is really the handing over of our intellectual uh, control to this higher power, When when we do that handoff, we can find greater peace, especially in moments like this. I remember in watching my father die and um, watching him decline in health. And uh, he and my mom had been married for 60 years. Actually, the year he died, my mom was real sick and almost uh, died herself. So there was a lot of uh, ups and downs with with both their healths that year. Um, There was a lot of letting go in my experience of what was going on and in allowing whatever would be, but at the same time advocating so that they got the right and proper care. And I think that this is how we shepherd in 
different stages and different opportunities in our life, we have advocacy and, and care for the current situation in a way that we need to be the caretakers in this physical planet. But that is tripled up in the measure of giving it over to a beautiful unfoldment that is in our highest good that we can't understand. And I believe that a, a truly well-lived life of, of peace and freedom and, and appreciation and joy and, and being in a state of flow, as you, as you describe it, Amy, is for us to be able to, to be moving in, in synchronicity with the ability to execute in the physical world and do the things that must be done here and now. And at the same time, uh, relinquishing the effects of what we don't understand. And the only truth that I know that helps me feel that that is all okay is when I continue to spend time each and every day in my uh, alignment, in my, in my divine source of knowing that it all unfolds in our, all of our greater good and when I'm in that state, when I'm present there, I'm able to live in that level of alignment. What What do you do to personally um, allow yourself to be in flow uh, as as often as as you would like, or to move yourself there? Well, I make sure I take time to just be. Mm-hmm. Um, just be with myself. Um, I focus on the breath. Meditation is a wonderful thing to, to practicing stopping all the thoughts and just learning how to, to, to be. And I think when I witness my breath, I remember I can't stop my breath. I can <laughs> hold it. I can adjust it. But there is something that's breathing me. Mm-hmm, and right. w- when we witness the miracle that life is, we align closer to it. And so uh, being out in nature, uh, taking walks, I think think expressing love and appreciation that lets that flow through me as well. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, self-care and what we feed our bodies. And and I'm going to also say movement, especially this time where we're at right now. I think movement is so important and it doesn't have to be anything strenuous, but just moving energy because we are energy Mm -hmm. beings and we need to be moving Mm -hmm. our energy and keeping ourselves forward focused on what's coming. Um, not what has been, but what's what what can we do in the now and what is coming so that we can be our best self. Yes. I think we all have heard the the phrase prepare ye the way. And I think in in this time right now that we are experiencing with um, so much uh, disruption of our normal routine and what we knew to be uh, that we could count on. Um, is for us to prepare ye the way in being in our own presence of our own divinity as much as possible and to live through that. And um, as you know, I'm a a big meditator as well, Um, receiving, 
receiving divinity on a daily basis because we humans are doing all that we can to figure this thing out, but we don't have the answers. <laughs> and, and we need to uh, be cool with the fact that there is this universal manager, God, creator, source. Again, we kind of throw all those words in the pot to pick pick your your way of understanding it, that when we are in that presence for ourselves, when we are that vehicle for ourselves and channeling that, um, that's really the only way for us to find peace. And in times like this, we are actually compelled to do more of that. So in one way, shape, and form, the way that this thing is kind of put together is that when we are given something that we don't want, we are called forth in our divinity. And if we are scurrying about, trying to figure it out, and henny penny, the sky is falling, we're going to be separate from our divinity. And so there are some great works of human nature and human beings happening on this planet right now. And I really, really want to stay my focal point and, and my alignment in with that in with that beautiful unfolding and how humans are really stepping up to the plate to to be with each other, to love each other, to serve each other. And that, to me, is one of the biggest, coolest waves of humanity coming our way. Amy, I want to thank you so much for joining me in this conversation together. It's been a lot of fun, and uh, we'll do it again sometime. It's a pleasure to do this work with you and to help our, our ladies in our kick-ass workshop bring their souls to work and land their dream jobs and live more affluent, happier lives. We'll see you next time on Bring Your Soul to Work. This is Mo Fall, mofall.com. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I am an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network. Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.